Over the last few episodes, I've talked about why you shouldn't be commingling your personal and your business funds, and today's episode is no different. But like I've mentioned in the past, I understand that there are times when this happens, and you need to know how to account for it in your bookkeeping so that your financial statements are not reflecting the wrong data about your business. In today's episode, I'm going to focus on times when you may have paid for a personal expense out of your business account. This could be the result of accidentally grabbing the wrong credit card or checkbook when you're shopping for personal items. Even though you know that these expenses are not supposed to be in your business financials, you will still need to record the transactions so that your books will be in balance. The question of how to record these transactions comes up a lot and after today's episode, you will know exactly what you need to do if this ever happens to you. Don't miss this episode if you're using a computerized bookkeeping system like QuickBooks, Wave, Zero, or even FreshBooks, or a manual system such as an Excel spreadsheet or Google Sheets, and you happen to have a situation where you've used your business funds to pay for a personal item. This happens in business periodically, no matter if you're just getting ready to start your small business, you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business owner, virtual online bookkeeper, or virtual assistant. So listen in and make sure that you are prepared to record transactions like this in your business. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right, as an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week, you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Are you looking for a computerized software solution to do your bookkeeping? I highly recommend checking out QuickBooks Online. I've been using QuickBooks myself for over 20 years, and they really know how to streamline processes and make your bookkeeping and recording your transactions simple and easy. QuickBooks is one of the top software solutions used by small business owners, and I would say that over 95% of my clients are currently using QuickBooks for their businesses. One of the features most of my clients and I take advantage of is the option to set up bank feeds. You simply link your bank account to your QuickBooks account and QuickBooks will automatically import each transaction into your QuickBooks file. You'll save a ton of time not having to manually enter each of these transactions. You simply review each of the transactions and make sure they're getting recorded to the appropriate account. And then click one button and they're in. Want to know more? Head over to financialadventure.com quickbooks 
and learn how you can save 50% off of your first three months. Welcome back. All right, I want you to picture this. You're out shopping for groceries, and when it comes time to check out, you realize you don't have your personal checking account, your personal debit card, or even your personal credit card. Your cart is full of groceries and you only have one way to pay, by using your business credit card. You know that these groceries are not for your business, but since you only have your business credit card with you, you start weighing your options. What do you do? Well, if you're like most people, you decide to use your business credit card and you tell yourself, you'll figure it all out later. Well, later comes around and before you know it, you're recording your credit card transactions for your business credit card and you find that one charge for groceries that you bought with your business card rather than your personal funds. Now what? Well, we're going to get into that today, but first, I want to talk about what exactly commingling money means in a business. Commingling, simply put, means that you are mixing the funds from one place with funds of another place. In this scenario with the groceries, the funds for the business have been commingled with personal expenses since the business card was used to purchase the personal groceries. Mixing these funds is not advised and it can cause a lot of problems including legal and liability issues. But today we are focusing on how these commingled funds can cause issues when you're recording your business transactions and your bookkeeping. Okay, so back to our situation where we purchased personal groceries with our business credit card. When the time comes to record this personal expense that was incurred with the business credit card, I'm sure there's lots of advice to take into account. I know that there's a few of you out there saying, why don't you just leave that one charge out of your books? Well, this would seem to make sense to do, but you're going to run into an issue when you go to reconcile your credit card account. To be able to reconcile an account, you need to have all the transactions accounted for and recorded. This same situation could happen with your business checking account or other business accounts. And no matter which business account might be used, you need to have all of your transactions recorded to be able to reconcile that account. For this situation, we're going to stick with the scenario that we used our business credit card to make that purchase. Luckily, there's a pretty simple solution. For most businesses, you would record this personal transaction as an owner's draw. This account is found in your equity section on your balance sheet. When you code a transaction to this account, it will not have an impact on your income statement, which will keep your business financials in order. Whenever you come across a personal expense that you have made with a business account, you'll want to make sure that you use this same owner's draw account. If you don't see an owner's draw account in your equity section of your chart of accounts, you might have something similar. I know QuickBooks has an account called Owner's Pay and Personal Expenses, for example, that's often included in their chart of accounts in the equity section. This seems pretty straightforward, but I often see business owners who will add an account in their chart of accounts for something that they pay for personally out of their business account. And this account that they add is an expense account. You do not want to do this. For example, 
What if you needed to pay for your daycare expenses out of your business account? Daycare expenses obviously are personal expenses. In this case, you would not want to add a new expense account called daycare expenses as an expense and code your daycare transaction to this account. What this would do is reduce your net income on your financial statement and it would give you a false sense of how your business is doing. If you continued to pay these daycare expenses from your business and you had, say, $5,000 in daycare expenses throughout the year and these were recorded as a business expense, your net income for the year would be understated by $5,000 from the daycare expenses. When you actually take the $5,000 of personal expenses out of your income statement, all of a sudden you have an additional $5,000 of net income you may not have been planning on paying taxes on. If you recorded the daycare expenses as an owner's draw or an owner's pay and personal expense equity account, your income statement would have listed the correct net income and you would have been able to make better business decisions based on the accurate data. Keeping your business and personal expenses separate can be difficult, but I do have one tip that I can give you today to help you keep your business and personal expenses separate. Whenever you're making a purchase and you have both business and personal items that you're purchasing at the same place, run one transaction through with all of your business purchases and then run a separate transaction through with all your personal items. Pay for these two transactions separately with the correct business or personal account. I know that this sounds like a hassle, but when it comes to your books and making sure that you're not commingling your personal and business funds, I promise it will be much easier on the bookkeeping side. Just make sure that you don't leave home without both your personal and your business accounts. Whether that be your business checking, personal checking, business debit card, personal debit card, or your business credit card or personal credit card so that you can keep everything straight. If you're outsourcing your bookkeeping and you have a lot of personal transactions in your business finances, this could also be costing you additional fees as well. Most bookkeepers will base their fees on the amount of time that it will take to do your bookkeeping or on how many transactions you have each month. By keeping your personal transactions out of your business accounts, you'll not only have any additional transactions that could be causing more time and a higher fee for you to pay to have your bookkeeping done. Have separate business accounts and don't commingle your business and your personal funds. Making sure that you have separate business and personal accounts is one of the items that I have listed in my five essentials for stress-free bookkeeping. This guide is helpful whether you're doing your own bookkeeping for your business or you're doing bookkeeping for multiple businesses by covering the five essentials every business needs to do to have stress-free bookkeeping. Grab your guide by going to financialadventure.com slash five essentials. That's the number five, E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S. And if you have any bookkeeping questions, you know that you can contact me by going to financialadventure.com slash contact hyphen us. I'll post a link where you're listening to this podcast so that you can easily contact me. All right, to recap this episode. Number one, 
Commingling means that you are mixing the funds from one place with the funds of another place. For example, you could be mixing your business funds with your personal funds. Mixing these funds is not advised and it can cause a lot of problems including legal and liability issues. Number two, when you're doing your bookkeeping, you can't just leave out the transactions that you do for personal expenses out of your business accounts. To be able to reconcile an account, you need to have all of the transactions accounted for and recorded. Number three, for most businesses, when you have a personal transaction, you would record it as an owner's draw. This account is found in your equity section on your balance sheet. When you code a transaction to this account, it will not have an impact on your income statement, which will keep your business financials in order. Number four, if you don't see an owner's draw account in the equity section of your chart of accounts, you might have something similar, such as owner's pay and personal expenses, for example. Number five, do not add an expense account for personal items and put it in your income statement. This would reduce your net income in your financial statements and would give you a false sense of how your business is doing. Your net income for the year would be understated by these personal expense amounts. If you record the personal expenses as an owner's draw or owner's pay and personal expenses equity account, your income statement will be listed correctly and the net income would be correct so that you are able to make better business decisions based on accurate data. Number six, one tip to help you keep your business and personal expenses separate is whenever you're making a purchase and you have both business and personal items you're purchasing, run one transaction through with all your business purchases and pay for that with your business account, and then run a separate transaction through with all your personal items and then pay for that with your personal account. I know this sounds like a hassle, but when it comes to your books and making sure that you're not commingling your personal and your business funds, I promise it will be much easier on the bookkeeping side. Number seven, if you're outsourcing your bookkeeping and you have a lot of personal transactions in your business finances, this could be costing you additional fees. By keeping your personal transactions out of your business accounts, you will not have any additional transactions that could be causing more time and a higher fee for you to pay to have your bookkeeping done. Make sure you have a separate business account and don't commingle your business and personal funds. And you know I'm going to ask, what's at least one thing that you'll take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice. 
and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do.